When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor Live Edition, starting on Five Reasons YouTube channel to make its way to the podcast feeds. We're also on Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also, as I always mention, check us out on Five Reasons YouTube. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. You can also find our content on FiveReasonSports.com. We do not have a paywall. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes Ocean's Finest. You can find them at Ocean's finest.com more than 40 years providing the finest seafood to the high-end cruise line industry and five-star dining establishments alike oceans finest now offers the same superior quality seafoods right to your door family owned and based out of miami for over four decades carrying the best variety of premium seafoods from jumbo shrimp and large snow crabs to individually vacuum-packed beautiful portions of atlantic salmon mahi mahi ahi tuna and look at that lobster you can see there on the YouTube channel. Allow you to eat as you go while remaining fresh for longer. Perfect for summer barbecues and parties and all of your gifts for anyone else. So check them out, oceansfinest.com. That's oceans with an S, finest.com. And use the code 5RSN for 20% off. That's 5RSN for 20% off. Free next day delivery is available on most orders. Oceansfinest.com, your seafood source based out of Miami. And now... Today's episode. Down the bitch gang. Yikes. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor plan. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor, the live edition. This was not our plan tonight, but of course some news broke during the late afternoon. We will get to as many of your comments as you can today. Today's floor plan, first comment that comes, comes in here is fire Pat. The second one is run it back. It's going to be that kind of night. All right, I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. I got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at Brady Hawk 305. And I've got Alex Salito. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Our producer here on the YouTube channel tonight is Manny Chang. And again, he'll be getting your comments up. And I'm sure a lot of them will be there. 
And then here we go. Here come Ethan's fake sauces. You're still here, though, Albie. You are still here. All right, let's get to it. Uh, we're going to go through it. Uh, and first, we'll comment on what happened today. Obviously, Bradley Beal is being traded to the Phoenix Suns. He's being traded to the Phoenix Suns for a package uh, that includes Chris Paul, which is essentially the contract of Chris Paul. We'll see if he ever actually plays a game. For Washington, uh, Landry Shamit, who's a player that most Phoenix Suns fans wanted to get rid of. Uh, no DeAndre Ayton. And a ton of second-round picks. We told you on Off the Floor that the Suns were trying to grab as many as they could. I think they actually used all of their own, actually. It's a, they used uh, six of six second-round picks to fill out their offer. The big difference between the Heat offer, such as we know of it, and we're going to talk about that uh, as we go forward here, the Heat offer would have been more expensive for Washington than this offer was. This essentially allows Washington to strip it down to brass tacks at this point financially, but it offered more assets, or at least it offered what looked like a better package in terms of players and all the rest of that, uh, and picks and all the rest, and everything else that went along with it. Now, Greg, I'll start with you tonight, and then we'll get to everybody's frustration. We'll talk about Dame Lillard. We'll talk about where this goes. Uh, we don't know. I'm just going to be flat out. We don't know what the final offer was from my We opinion. don't. We don't. Uh, what I know was this, okay? It, it started with Kyle Lowry. It did not include Tyler Hero. It included Duncan Robinson. That's our belief, okay? Although Oladipo was the other option, but if that was going to happen, it had to happen with an Oladipo opt-in prior to the league year changing because that changed the entire dynamic. And then I had heard during this process there were essentially five different pieces that were being haggled over. Okay, and it kind of depended on the day and who you spoke to in terms of what that was. The number 18 pick, which had more value at this point, obviously, than, be, than after the pick is made. The pick always has more value prior to it being made than after it being made. Future first-round pick, highly protected. Okay, Pick swaps, which, again, I still don't understand that part of it because every pick swap would seem to favor Miami, not Washington, because Miami's – better than Washington historically, so their picks tend to be lower in the draft. So I didn't really understand the whole pick swap thing. Haywood Highsmith and Nikola Jokic. Yo, not Jokic, Jovic. And my understanding as of about 24 to 48 hours ago was that Washington wanted both Jovic and Highsmith. Okay, now how that factored in with the rest of it, I'm not entirely sure. Again, these things were kind of going back and forth. But ultimately, and Barry Jackson of the Herald reported this, Miami didn't want to include something that Washington wanted. I think it's Jovich, but I'm not going to say that in a way that it's going to get aggregated here because I'm not entirely sure of that. But I'll just go to you. Yeah. Do you think, do you think this was more about Bradley Beal wanting to play in Phoenix or was it about Miami not wanting to go past a certain line? Well, I think that it's a little bit of both. And since we are, uh, since we lack such credibility, uh, as we <laughs> were told today on Twitter, uh, I will reference um, Sham Sharania, who I think um, we all would agree has some level of credibility in this thing. And he said, Beal picked the Suns over multiple other trade options, including Miami, Milwaukee, and Sacramento. Sources tell Sham Sharania. Do I need to read that again for everybody? Or did they hear that properly? He picked the Suns over those multiple other options. I think ultimately what it came down to is for Washington, because as you said, 
they're going to have a hundred million dollars in cap space in like basically what, 18 months, 24 months, something like that. So they're going to get to reset quickly and getting back Duncan Robinson was not going to make that. It's just not going to happen because he was a long-term contract. And so I think they wanted additional draft capital to sweeten that. That's my opinion at this current moment. And I think Miami's holding on to those picks. And I think that's what we're going to get into later. And they just knew that this wasn't a situation where Phoenix had a lot to offer and they stood their ground and people are going to be upset about it. And it is super risky. We could talk about if it's smart or not, but I think ultimately they just were not going to sacrifice, you know, two picks or whatever it may be um, to get this done with Duncan involved uh, when there's other players that they may target. All right. So first thing on the Washington thing, it's it's kind of cute that they wanted the hundred million dollars in cap space because I cannot remember a single free agent ever picking Washington. But I guess it does give you the flexibility to bring in players in a trade from somewhere else. Uh, this one comes in from uh, from Ty, I believe. I understand uh, Beal chose the Suns over the Heat, but I really hope the Heat doesn't do the same thing like last year for KD and Wade on Dame for too long and miss out on the other free agents. We're, we're going to get to that. Trust me. We're going to talk a lot of Dame here. I just want to the, the book, we're not going to close the book uh, tonight on Alex, uh, or on Alex either. We're not going to close the book, Alex, on Beal, because more is going to be learned here over the next few days about what exactly the offer does was. We will find out more, and we will report more um, as we go. But I'll, I'll just ask you this. Uh, Beal obviously could have said Miami, and just Miami. And I'm, I'm not going to waive my no-trade clause for anyone else. Ultimately, we did report that yesterday, that Beal had final say on all this. That's what the no-trade clause offers him. And by the way, that no-trade clause follows him to Phoenix. So, so if they want to get off this thing in the next year or two, they're going to struggle maybe to get back the assets that they want for him. But they decided with the new ownership and James Jones and everything else that they wanted to do this. Um, do you think, Alex, there should have been a line in the sand from the Heat? In other words, if, if it does come down, if it did come down to Washington saying, okay, if we're going to take the extra year of Duncan, then we want Jovich, we want Highsmith, we want 18, we want a pick swap. Would you have gone there for Bradley Beal? Honestly, I think so, but I understand why they did it in the first place. Now, I think the frustrations come when they don't, you know, we, we, we the thing is we don't know what they actually offered, um, like you guys said. So I'm very interested to see um, when that comes out. Um, and like Leif said, there was also a part of it was uh, Brad being just as enthusiastic, if not more, about going to the Suns. But um, as far as what the Heat offered, I, I think he is worth that. I think even if you give that up, which is a little bit more than maybe what we previously thought would be mm -hmm. given up, I still think that's worth it for a guy of his caliber, even though, you know, even with the concerns that come with the availability and um, – just kind of, you know, the defensive stuff, the contract, all of that. Um, I think that's pretty damn good considering, you know, DeJounte Murray went for like four first last year. Gobert went for basically six, if you include mm -hmm. Walker Kessler, who was an uh, all-rookie team guy. Um, like, I think it's a pretty good deal. You would have got somebody who, you know, there's been public flirting with for years. Um, it felt like the most gettable um, just from a price standpoint in a trade and you know, all the relationship shit, Jesus relationship stuff was there. I didn't even mean to say that, but that's funny. Um, you know, with, with Jimmy, with Bam, uh, with Wade, and it's just been going on for years. So it felt like, you know, this is, 
we, you know what it is? Everybody, we finally got closure on the Bradley Beal situation. Because, mm-hmm. man, this has been going on forever. So if there's a silver lining in this other than, the, you know, that big <laughs> three or whatever is in the West, is that we finally got closure on this. Because, is man, it over? Is it over? Is funny. The Beal part of it is over. I mean, I I, it's going to pop yeah, they up him out in the first round or something. <laughs> I, I, I would hope it's over. Uh, I, I do want to hit something. West, by the way, Brooklyn Nets West. A few people are commenting here. Uh, first, this comes in from Corbs. Only successful player to trade to the Heat and Jimmy Butler is 2020 Jay Crowder, and that was in the Iguodala trade. But we'll get to that in a second. I, I just uh, br- people are commenting on Brady. Uh, excuse me, not Brady. On Barry's tweets uh, over the past hour, which I've seen some of them, that how the Heat effort on this was uh, was half-hearted. You know, I again, Barry's a tremendous reporter. Uh, he's as good as anybody doing this. I, I, I don't know if I would characterize it as half-hearted. I, I just based on what I know, I don't think it was half-hearted. I think, I mean, again, that that's more of an opinion than anything else. I think that they were willing to go to a certain point, which was further than other teams would have been willing to go, but they weren't willing to go all the way to blow the doors off, and it certainly didn't help that another team emerged that Beal was willing to go to. Because what's interesting about all this is. Originally, we heard Milwaukee or Miami, right? And then the Milwaukee stuff died, right? It died. I, like, it didn't seem like either Brad had any interest in going there or Milwaukee with the Middleton situation up in the air uh, really had anything to offer. But it was that like one, opportunistic. Phoenix right, found an opportunistic Phoenix, moment. They, they did, just like they did with Durant. And that's what's pissing people off is because th- we've been through this situation before. And my concern where I side with the fans a little bit more is not on this, okay, because I, I need to see what the final offer was, okay? My Where I'm with the fans is I think that the Dame thing, and hopefully I'm wrong about this because I would love to see Dame, Dame in a heat uniform. I don't think that's ultimately going to happen. And, and so that's where I'm with Heat fans fans because then it does start to feel like Durant and Mitchell all over again mm-hmm. even though the circumstances are a little bit more different than Heat fans may want to admit because I think Heat fans got duped into some stuff on Mitchell that wasn't true uh, which was the idea that Danny Ainge was ever going to trade Donovan Mitchell to Miami and especially if he was ever going to trade him without Bam going the other direction which the Heat were never going to do so I've been told repeatedly that the Donovan Mitchell thing was never anywhere near as close as it was made out to be by some and as Heat fans believed. In this case, I do believe the Beal thing was closer than maybe some are portraying it right now. And to me, that's a big difference here. We're going to go to Dame here after the break, and we're going to take more comments and throw them at us. We're fine with this. Look, like ultimately, we're reporting on what they're doing. If you want to get pissed at us because they don't end up closing the deal, we'll take it. Uh, but and I'll get to Andrew, we'll get to your comment here in a second. But I do want to get to Brady on this. Is this a great loss? Not getting him because you were posting numbers yesterday about how good he was in the mid range and how look good he would look in some of these sets with with Bam and all this. I mean, I don't want to poo poo it when it, it legitimately could have helped this team. Was he going to be worth the money to them? I think the where it comes in, and especially to fans, is the fact that we've seen, and this is bounced off Alex's point when he brought up the Gobert stuff and seeing all these trades over the recent years where how everything's been so expensive, and then you have a scenario where you you just went to the finals. You don't have to give up your three best players and you're getting one of the best scores that's been in the league the last few years. Uh, and you're kind of facing another team in the final battle that doesn't ultimately give up a ton. Like in terms of you had, this is like the one scenario where Miami actually had, it felt like better assets where every year we were like, the, the one time we were siding with Miami was like, 
they just didn't add it. They just didn't have enough. They didn't have it that Spo would mm. disagree, but they didn't have enough. They didn't have enough to kind of put into those trades to kind of make that final offer. This was one where it felt like, uh, I don't know. Like, like you said, we have to see the, obviously the final offer, but did they get stingy and kind of play this, this hard ball? And then all of a sudden now it's like all on Dame. And this is why you, you compared it to the Mitchell KD stuff. But yeah, that's, that's where it gets interesting because I just don't know how many scenarios you're going to be able to get a player like this without giving up Tyler and, I swear, like it's. I said it earlier. It's. It, it really is funny, like in big picture, like how Tyler just escapes every single trade package for the like four years in a row. Like it does not matter what he gets put into. He yeah, finally kind of finds a way to walk out of it. And this wasn't even a scenario where he was involved. <laughs> he was still not involved in this, and they still weren't able to kind of maneuver their way through. So I think that's the part of it is that as much as you call it expensive, the contract wise, it was cheap asset wise when you mm. look at that final deal. So I think that's the the part that's bothersome and then you obviously look at the market and yeah i know it. guys always come available there's always those scenarios but it becomes a point where we always talk about timelines and it's like trying to trying to build right now around jimmy when he's playing at this level and it's like you can't wait around forever to somebody somebody to break free the one guy that could possibly break free is the guy that never seems like he's able to break free because he, every year when he looks like he's about to break loose he does it and he stays loyal or now he's in a scenario where he can kind of change, choose his destination too and maybe miami's in the mix for that as well but that's to your guys' words. I know Greg and you and you've used those words earlier. It's just a big risk. It really is. You're rolling the dice right now to kind of go for that that whale, as Pat says. But uh, it's just a different scenario than Mitchell because you're not giving up the assets that you would have to get the next guy. Yeah. This is a scenario where you were giving up assets, and then I, I know as Barry was pointing out, and I know that was very unlikely as much as we they was like being talked about. But the possibility that you could actually get both of them because the yeah. assets were in different scenarios, like it was just that a that, that that tweet. I love Barry to death. That tweet didn't do the heat any favors. <laughs> there was just yeah. there was no chance that was ever happening, and I just uh, yeah. I mean that, that no chance that was ever happening. And again, this is an expectations game, and part of it is the expectation has been that the Heat are always going to get their guy. When in reality, over the past few years, a lot of times they've been in the room. But they haven't closed on the guy. Sometimes they've been fortunate that they didn't, like, say, Gordon Hayward, who, by the way, as Alex reminded me in our chat, was also represented by Mark Bartlestein, who just delivered, who, by the way, represented P.J. Brown, represented Brian Grant when he came, represented a ton of different guys, Kyle Lowry, other guys who've come to Miami. Uh, but oftentimes uh, this it's worked out this way, too. And in this case, of course, his son is now running the Phoenix Suns as CEO. And so that, that got people concerned. I was told by some not to worry about that, but ultimately he ended up uh, in Phoenix. We're going to talk strictly about Lillard as we come back, but I want to mention one thing Brady said. I don't think Tyler would have escaped at this time. I just don't think it would have been in this particular trade. I, I think that, honestly, getting Bradley Beal would have set it up for Tyler Hero to be sent somewhere else, perhaps for a lesser talent, but for somebody, and Greg and you and I have talked about this, who makes less money, um, who would have filled more of a front court need for them. So actually... I think Beal not coming uh, in this trade, Tyler escapes in a different way. Okay, but he may not ultimately. Yeah, yeah I think that follow up move where, where it's headed. We're getting a lot of comments and a lot of super chat. We want to make sure we get to all of these, so we will after the break. I do want to mention another sponsor here, our friends over at All Pro Construction Builders. Danny, I apologize for not texting you back. I was I was at a dinner, but I promise I will eventually, or I'm sure you're watching the show right now. All Pro Construction Builders, you can find them. At allproconstructionbuilders.com, you know that the storms are coming in South Florida. Get the hurricane windows. Get the hurricane doors. Get them from Danny, a huge Miami Heat fan, and the rest of his, his family and his team. They do a great job. You mentioned five reasons. 
You get a 10% discount as well. You can also get the renovations done on your home. They're based right here in Dade County. They service Broward uh, and also all the way down to Monroe County as well. State certified licensed and insured general contractors. So reach out to Danny and his team. Allproconstructionbuilders.com, 305-484-4429. That's 305-484-4429. We also do want to mention our friend Arash. You can find him at mortgagebyarash.com. Mortgagebyarash.com. Um, I think uh, Manny's finding that right now. If not, uh, we'll get to that after the break. There we go. Mortgage by Arash. Uh, again, if you need a mortgage, he's the place to go. He can handle anything for you, even if you have a 620 credit score, as long as it's 620 or above. He can handle that. He'll get it done quickly. We know in South Florida right now, uh, it's hard to get a property. So you want to make sure you have an experienced person. He's based in the Sunrise area. Again, he can also service the entire area and also a big Miami Heat fan as well. 954-651-2057. That's 954-651-2057. Mortgagebyarash.com. Again, mention five reasons to him when you call. He's got all kinds of different programs for you too, no matter what your situation may be. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products, and that's why I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks, and I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard so better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory, so they stay sharp longer. means you can use them longer. And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's get to some of the comments and here. We'll go through the Super Chats, and then we're going to get to Dame specifically. Uh, this comes in from DB22. Beal in the hand is better than Dame in the bush. If you could keep Hero and get Beal to do it, then trade Hero for other pieces. I, I That's what we talked about. That's yeah. what was going to happen. the logical thing. It's just if Beal said he wanted Phoenix, what can they do? That's the ultimate thing we don't know. And if he signaled that, what can we there's nothing else to say. We need it. to know what his preference was, which is something that will come out, and what the Heat's final offer was. Those are the two things that obviously are on our agenda. They also and- got six second-round picks. 
Well, more than Jimmy Crowder went for. Well, well, look, look, there is a little more value to second round picks now with a new CBA because they're slotted. They don't count against the tax. There is value to that. If you're, you're trying to build a team, it, it, it does make sense, but it five, but it's not five for credit, but it's, it's not the same as first rounders. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say that it is okay. This comes in from FT three. Are we sure this wasn't just as simple as his agent being the father of the Phoenix CEO? Um, I had a text that came in from someone. I can't speak. I, I, I've talked to Bartlestein many times over the years because, again, I've covered this team for freaking ever, and I, I literally spoke to him when they acquired P.J. Brown. Okay, that's how far back this goes. Okay, and I broke the Brian Grant story, by the way, for those to say I didn't break any story when he came to Miami. And I, okay, so I've known Mark for a long time. He's, he's a pretty upstanding agent from everything that I understand, and he have typically had a good relationship with him. But you just don't know. I mean, family's family. <laughs> Okay, I was told not to be concerned about it, but he ended up in Phoenix. So, you know, I, there was there's a national media guy who I know very well who texted me and said they got screwed by the whole Bartlestein thing. And so, again, I don't know. I, I can't speak to it. That is one person's opinion. But obviously it's something, you know, it, sometimes the cards go against you in that regard. Um, so I don't know how much that played into it. That comes in from Jason. This comes in from Jason. No one is mad at your network for reporting. No, they are, actually. I think fans get mad when you try to downplay or minimize their anger, saying things like trust Pat or you're not worried. It's almost like gaslight. I hate gas I'll take this one. I'll take go, go this ahead. One. Go ahead. Don't gaslight me, Greg. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't want to gaslight anybody. I actually live uh, – I shouldn't say where I live. Um, gaslight's the name of the play, of the street. Mm. Come find me. What? No. Um, <laughs> so the – I'll say this. If they really let Beal go – and B, if Beal really said, I'll go to either place, I'm agnostic mm. to either place. And it had to do with what offer Washington was going to accept. And they accept Phoenix's offer. And that's how it comes out. Now, Sham Sharania has mm. already reported the opposite of that and said that Bradley Beal chose and waived his no trade to go to Phoenix. If it's true that they undersold their ability to get him in this moment and <laughs> the G and Greg stands for gaslight. That's great. Um, and then they they do not get Dame, and then they don't have other follow up moves. Because here's the other thing that I, I don't think he fans really want to hear this tonight. But here here goes. They just made the finals without either of these guys or Tyler Hero, so they could actually make other moves that have nothing to do with Dame or Bradley Beal and bring back a team that's capable of winning a championship. Guess what? That's a reality, whether y'all like it or not. It could, maybe it's not the shiny new toy you want, but they can make those moves. So I think the Heat, if they don't do that, and it's just really about cutting tax mm-hmm. and bringing back the same group with just lower salary, I'm with the fans. There's going to be stuff we need to talk about, about how competitive are we really trying to be. But until we see this play out, Y'all, it is June 18th. What are we doing? Let's let's get through the draft before we make these firm declarations. On we go. A couple of things. Uh, first thing, you mentioned Shams being the one who said that he picked Phoenix. Remember, Shams was the first one who said Phoenix. Uh, so obviously he has some insight into that particular situation. The only thing Woes reported was when it was done. Uh, he didn't report anything along the way. Uh, so so I, I tend to trust Shams on that. But But again, we'll see how all that plays out. Here's my thing, Greg, and it goes beyond um, the disappointment of not getting the shiny new toy. I do not think they can bring this same team back to training camp because their business is out there now. 
And they hate that. And what I want to ask fans is, would you prefer that the Heat don't go after anybody? Like, would you prefer that they do nothing to try to go get anyone? And again, this stuff's going to get reported on. Like, we can say the Heat are more secretive than other organizations, and they are, which makes our job more difficult. Um, but you notice, again, Woj didn't report anything the whole way. If it was another team, he would have reported it the whole way along, right? Because the Heat don't share a lot of stuff. But they, stuff does get out. And when stuff does get out, okay, it makes it uncomfortable. And now you have a situation. If they end up bringing back roughly the same team, like if Kyle Lowry is back in camp again and Tyler, Tyler Hero is back again in camp again and Victor Oladipo opts in and is back in camp again, I'm sorry, it's going to be awkward as shit. Like, it just is. Like, I, I do think they need some changes. They need some new life. Like, whatever it is, okay? We've talked about this. Just adding Kevin Love made a huge difference for that room. Like, just having some some new voice, new blood in there, they need to do something. I'm sorry, I, I'm not going to – so, no, I'm not in the run-it-back camp. Agree. Okay, at will, they, will they think they're going to sleepwalk their way to the playoffs again like this year? Like, does it get yeah. to that point as well? I mean, like, are you going to pay Spo $100 million? Because that's what he's worth per year, okay, if that's what you're going to expect, okay? I mean, this team, again, was three minutes away from being eliminated completely from the playoffs if things go badly in those last three minutes against Chicago. I am not going to – so here's where I stand on it. Now we're going to talk Lillard for the last ten minutes. I am not going to endorse them running it back. I'm sorry. I don't care who tries to spin me on that. I am not going to endorse that. But I'm also not going to kill them until this process is over. I mean, le- again, like Greg, like you said, okay, they still have the 18th pick on Thursday. Dame, however remote it may seem to me, is a possibility. There are still other guys, whether it's Kyrie or Levine or others out there that we're going to discuss here a little bit who may make a difference for them if they decide to go that direction. And they still have all the assets that they had. Before they went into this, and those are more assets than they had last year. The Lowry contract is no longer a negative asset. It's kind of a neutral asset. The Duncan Robinson contract still seems to be somewhat of a negative asset because of the extra year in it. But it's not quite the degree it was before. Um, and and you have more of your complement of picks than you had prior. So there's more that you can do here. But I'm not going to endorse them running it back because they want to stay under some tax. I'm not going to endorse them running it back because they weren't aggressive, okay? I'm just going to wait this out a little bit, and then we'll evaluate it. Uh, if it's someone from the team is going to text you, we love our team. <laughs> I'm on the phone, so I don't know if it's being texted to me right now, <laughs> but I'm sure it might be. All right. Uh, all right, let's, let's, go, uh, let's go to Dane, okay? And uh, Alex, I'll go to you on this first. All right, look, there's a ton of smoke, obviously, all right, from Dame, the Showtime interview. Then you and I had hiking on for 40 minutes, and I basically killed the whole thing because Sean doesn't think there's any chance that he's going anywhere. Uh, but then Haynes comes out, and we know that Haynes is the number one source on Dame. There's no one close, okay? I mean, Sean's a terrific reporter, but it's different uh, being a guy's really good friend, okay? And Dame and Chris Haynes are really good friends. If you don't know Chris's history, he played college basketball. There's a lot of respect there. And Dame is basically the one that in a lot of ways helped launch Chris's career. Uh, he covered him in Portland before uh, he went to cover the Cavs. I know Chris Haynes very well personally because I basically covered LeBron in the Cavs with him for one year and became good friends with Chris. Good reporter. He speaks for Dame. Okay. And I don't think he'd have a problem with me saying that. And I, I'm happy to get Chris on the podcast and I'm going to try to do that this week. So he comes out again 
today. And he says, as this is going on, he says that, that it, but it was not really from Dame. It was more so Miami's interest towards Dame, which was interesting. How did you read it? Yeah, that was the interesting part. I was just about to point that out, too, because, like, it's been known for, for a while now. You could say years, um, but that Chris Haynes is very close to Damian Lillard. I mean, they've done, like, one-on-one interviews together, and, you know, it, it's obvious that he, he somewhat speaks for him. And that's not to take away from anything he does. It, he just, you know, he, he made the relationships. That's great. But the tweet, like you mentioned, um, was kind of worded in, you know, in a way where it's, it's uh, you know, kind of getting into the head of the heat front office where it says, uh, just to quote it, Miami's focus is Portland superstar Damian Lillard with the genuine belief this could be the offseason. The veteran guard seeks a change of scenery. League sources uh, tell NBA on TNT. Um, wait, 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 Alex, stop. Alex, stop, because I need some levity tonight. Bring back that comment, Manny. Please, the last one. I'm sorry. It's going to sound terrible on the podcast feed. I don't care. Yeah, Alex, is... fix the light in his room. Forgot what the background looked like. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go continue. I, no, I'm, I'm taking you very seriously, but I need the levity tonight. I Go mean, ahead. I just, like, forgot my point completely. No, the, the thing with the Blazers thing is, like, I feel like it was weird that it got – it was worded and put out that way um, where it was talking about it from the Heat's perspective. Um, but it, it really does just feel like added pressure from Damian on you know for the blazers to trade that number three pick that they own and um you know we're on the clock here there's only a few days left for this so it's just funny that the timing was like almost right after the bill news comes out you get this so at least you know heat fans but again, Alex, the... it was from the other side though that's the thing i, I don't know. understand I, I, that's it, what it, i'm it, saying it's I don't... saying that the heat are interested it'd be one thing for for haynes to come I mean, out he and spent say a lot of time in miami over the past couple of seasons we've seen him a lot here that's for sure no, so maybe I, he's I, developed I, some relationships here too I know that, but then, if, then why wouldn't Haynes just tell Dame what? That's what again. That's the that's part the that I didn't understand. The genuine belief thing is the is the part that got me because it's just very like intentional wording. This genuine belief. Yeah. I wonder who told him that. I wonder if it's from the Heat's camp, you know, uh, Dame's camp, just trying again, trying to put pressure on the Blazers that just kind of wanted to, I guess, uh, do it in a different way where it wasn't as obvious. I don't know, man, because it's obvious that the the heat focus at this point after Beal is traded is going to be onto Damian Lillard. It's like an obvious thing to say, but the fact that it's coming from Chris Haynes, everybody's like, yeah. okay, there's Dame doing it again. So yeah, like I just think Dame is under contract for what is it? Three, four, three or four more years. His leverage at this point is making moves like this because I mean, if the Blazers, you know, do their version of running back, they're going to be a lottery team. I mean, um, a lottery team or a playing team at best, right? Like, so I think this is basically him going on the offensive here. Greg, did you want to say something? Because then I want to get to Brady. It was. I mean, how, how, how do you read that? How do you read that? Because we know we know that the Heat are interested in him, but for Haynes to say the Heat are interested in him again, I don't understand why he just doesn't tap Dame on the shoulder and say they're interested in you. Like it would be to different. me. There, there's pressure involved, but I do think that there's ultimately like we can't say that Chris Haynes is the ultimate authority when it comes to Dame Lillard and then he put out a tweet like that he doesn't mention any other team and he talks about what their genuine beliefs are I think that there's something to watch there but I also think like if the Heat wanted to play damage control with their fan base who just didn't get Bradley Beal they wouldn't go to Chris Haynes and say hey can y'all say that we have a genuine belief so that they think we're now going on to Dame they also they also wouldn't do that because it it would be complete suicide with their fan base because if then they don't get dame then they look right. even worse. Exactly. Th- th- this is the part that that I get. Yeah, I tweeted like who it helps. 
I, right. I, and, and this is the part I tweeted. Okay. Like I don't, uh, people think like, well, you're caping for the front office by saying they're going after guys. This doesn't make the front office look good. Like, like th- I, trust me, the front office doesn't want us pushing this agenda out there. Like, th- like if everyone, you know, was saying, Oh, we're getting this from the front office. Like we're getting it from sources around the negotiations, agents, executives, and some who are around the team, yes, who I speak to. But I'm just saying, like, it's not an agenda they're pushing that they're going after a guy. They don't want that out there because if they swing and miss, then every, this narrative uh, continues that I can't get anybody without Dwayne, that they miss out on everyone that they go after. Like, they don't want that. And that's why the wording out of it was very strange. Like, first, they wouldn't go to Haynes on it. But second, they wouldn't – there's no motivation for them to say this unless they're – and here's the thing. Unless they're 100% sure they're getting Dame. And the only thing I want to add to this, and this is one part I have not mentioned before, and then, Brady, I'm going to go to you on the fit, all that kind of stuff, and then we'll talk about why I don't think it's ultimately going to happen. Um, but the, he'd have a lot of knowledge of the Portland organization. Because I reported a couple of years ago, Portland went after Spo. Okay? And remember we talked about that a little bit off-air with Hyken, uh, Alex? They went after Spo. I reported that. Okay? Others reported it at the same time. Eric Spolstra, obviously, he knows a lot about that particular organization, okay? They, they, I would say they know as much about Portland as any other organization in the league. So I feel like they've done due diligence on this. But, again, it doesn't mean it's going to happen, but they're not flying into it blind. I, I'll, just, I'll just say that. I think they understand Dame, but they also understand the mechanics of how that organization is currently working, even though they made a change and it's no longer Olshi running the organization uh, it, that they, they made a change at GM. Brady, but I'll go to this. Like, if they get Dame, it solves every problem, right? A hundred percent. Like, I, I don't think at this point there's going higher. There's no next guy. There's no pushing things down the line. Like, this is the guy that the this is like the final boss. This is the final guy that you could possibly get. Uh, so there would be no excuse at that point in terms of going all in. Like when we've had that conversation, especially with the whole Bradley Beal conversation, we're talking about holding out this, holding this out, waiting to, this is the thing that you're pushing all your chips in the middle of the table. Uh, so yeah, in terms of a basketball fit, it makes a ton of sense. I don't have to go into the specifics to, to I think make that case because we know what Damian Lillard is. He just dropped over 70 points this season. Like this is a guy that could just get his own bucket that can score at all three levels that can literally, uh, I guess, put Jimmy Butler in different positions that maybe even Bradley Beal doesn't. And that's not even to, to take a shot <laughs> at not getting Beal. It's just that Lillard's at that next tier where he could push a guy like Jimmy to the side in, in, in big games. Like he could do that type of stuff. So the question is, it's a different scenario as well, because what are the follow-up moves? But my thought process is you deal with the follow-up moves when you got to deal with the follow-up moves. You f- deal with the filling out the rest of the roster when you got to deal with filling out the rest of the roster. <laughs> you worry about getting Damian Lillard. Like if you can get him, you can figure out the pieces at the back end. We've seen what Spoke can do. We've seen we, – we joke around with the undrafted thing, but we've seen what they can do when they're in limited roles. If you get a core of that kind where it's just absolute talent like that with Damian Lillard, you can figure it out at that point. So, yeah, I, I think that does figure out – kind of just figure out a lot of their problems. If you can get Damian Lillard, I, I mean, that's, that's it. That's the move. Uh, and just to confirm what you're saying there, they – when they brought in Shaq with Dwayne, they literally started Damon Jones at point guard that year. Mm-hmm. Right. And they are better now than they've ever been at finding guys to fill out a team. 
So it makes more sense than ever to go with the top-heavy roster because they are able to find those guys over and over and over again. I'll just say this, and one other comment comes in. When is Pat going to speak? That's an interesting question. Um, Typically, that would have happened already, uh, but I have not been given any indication he's going to speak before the draft. I think it's more likely that we'll hear from Adam Simon uh, probably maybe Tuesday, something like that. They will do some kind of pre-draft thing because they always do it, and nothing will be said about any pending free agent, anybody that they're going to trade for. Adam's going to frustrate people. It's not his fault. Uh, but that's the way that they're going to handle this. Um, this comes in from Jason. What would your, be in your guys' preference? Just Damon Beal, a possible second trade with Tyler. You guys don't hear it enough, so thank you for the hard work. We appreciate that. Um, I mean, look, it depends what the trades would have been, okay? Dame is the answer to all of this. He's the whale. He's the orca. He's the perfect fit with those two guys that they currently have, uh, both personally, professionally, adding another alpha, everything that you talk about. I just am dubious that this is going to happen. And that's even with the Heat doing whatever due diligence they're doing. Because I just don't believe he's going to leave. I just, I, I'm still not convinced that he's going to leave that place. And I, I, you know, you look at what the situation is. You're looking at the number three overall pick in the draft. If Brandon Miller goes second, and Scoot falls to three. There will be more interest in that pick. Okay. But are you going to be able to get the kind of player that he's going to believe that he's going to want to play with? But even if not, I still don't see him actually pulling the lever here, with even with all the smoke, and saying, get me out of here. It just does not seem like that's the kind of person he is. Like, if it, people forget this. Like, KG was the same exact way. And, and really, he had to be, like, almost forced out of Minnesota, okay? And that trade happened because, like, Danny Ainge and Kevin McHale were friends <laughs> from back in the day, and they worked something out. And essentially, I mean, to be honest, Kevin McHale just did Danny Ainge a solid. Like, Portland's not going to do the Heat a solid. They have no reason to do but that. They'll, they'll do Dame a solid. Will they? I think they will. I think that if he if he I says know. I stuck with you this long, I want to get to Miami. I believe that they would do their best to to get him to get to get him to Miami. I do, but it will he say that? That's the question. And like, for what? What are we talking here? It's like everything, what? everything but Jimmy and Bam. And you you rebuild around the rest of and it is later. that and 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 the elephant in the room is the Nets. Like okay, so he. If he's if he wants to go to the Nets and play with Mikael Bridges and whatever else they're going to cobble together instead of Jimmy and Bam, then he's whatever. I mean, he's not going to win, so whatever. He, I didn't want him to begin with. Oh no, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't, if you rather go play with Mikael Bridges and the Brooklyn Nets instead of Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, you are not about winning championships. Period. Point blank. But it's and not I, just I Mikel not, Bridges that they're going to end up with. Hear that. They, shit they, but Greg, they, Greg, just to counter that, they have 11 first round picks. Okay? I don't care. It's not going to be just. It's not going to be just Mikel Bridges. They're pure failure. If he chooses Brooklyn, he's not about winning because there's no precedent for them winning. End of discussion. All facts, no printer. <laughs> You don't really mean that. I mean that. I, I okay. Look, here's the thing. If it, I think the Nets thing is is a real threat. 
I do. I, I really, I really do. I mean, they have eleven picks. Okay. Now, I one of the theory that's been thrown out there is that Beal going to Phoenix may convince Dame that there's even less chance of him getting out of the West now because it's not only Denver that you're dealing with, but you're dealing with a better Phoenix team. How they fill that thing out, I'm not exactly sure, but whatever. They don't have like any of their picks for like the next 10 years, like right across the board because they, it's all picks or pick swaps that they've sent somewhere else. But I, I understand that maybe he can be convinced to go East, but again, the Nets are in the East and they have 11 picks and it is the New York market. And if he, it is the New York market. I know it's the second team in New York. I understand that. I get it. I know it didn't work for Pearson Garnett. I know it didn't work for Durant and Harden and Kyrie, but it's still New York. Andrew Green comes in here and says, Guts, I, Alex, you don't think that the Nets would be a real threat for him if he does? I don't, first thing, I don't think he's leaving. No, they'd be a threat. But if, but if he's leaving, I don't understand why he wouldn't at least look at Brooklyn. If, again, if he wants to play, he wants to play with Bridges for whatever reason. Like Heiken said that, that that's like his so number dumb. one like, guy he wants to play with. Like, what is he like, doing? Like, there'll be a threat, but I agree with Leif. But it's like, if they, I mean, give up all the picks in the world and then whatever, you know, whatever you got to do to match the salaries, it's a big contract. Um, I just don't think the Nets, like, have enough to, to really compete. Like, they're going to be first-round fodder, maybe second-round fodder at best. And, and like... You know, that's better than what they currently have. I get why the Nets would want to do it. Like, you have just a ton of first-round picks there. You can kind of speed things up with him and Bridges. You know, it's a decent combo. It's not going to win you anything. Um, but That owner is willing Dame, to spend deep into the tax, too. He's proven he, it. I think he's the second richest owner in the league. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is is um, Bridges is definitely somebody that Dame wants to play with. But I wonder if it's more about trying to get them to trade for him more than, oh, I want to mm-hmm. play in Brooklyn. I think it's just like, I want to play with – you know, one of my friends who so happens to be, you know, maybe a, a future all-star because he's kind of on that path right now. That makes um, more sense. But, yeah, I do think they're a threat for sure. They're kind of that 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 team that's going to be in the mix. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think I, I'm, I'm skeptical that nothing would happen if they just used that pick, if the Blazers used their number three pick. I'm skeptical that Dame is going to be cool with just running it back with the same team that couldn't even sniff a play in – appearance like i mean it's it's bad it's not a good situation i understand scooter brendan miller might be helpful right away there's a there's a chance that that could happen but how helpful like what are we even talking about here is your goal just to get back into the the back end of the playoffs or what are you trying to do like he's in his 30s now and he's locked down for you know several more years so i'm wondering you know he's gonna kill this i saw i i I can't i can't help myself He's going to kill this whole thing about him being so loyal to Portland to go play with one-time all-star Mikel Bridges. <laughs> Are we being serious? And like, just say it out loud to yourselves. Like, it's not. I mean, ESPN will love the move. It's New York. Like, why would they? And then he'll be a second They obsessed over the Nets for two years, three years. And, they, and, and those three guys played together like a total of 15 games. If Dame's going to do this, it should be a slam dunk where everyone says, oh, I understand why he's actually like lancing the hearts of the Portland Trailblazer fan base because he's going to a team that just won the finals, like, or that got to the finals, excuse me. I just think it's weird that people think that he's going to go for such a more lateral move. And now I'm going to shut up, I promise. All right. So, I, so By the way, I just wanted to throw in the fact ahead. that I don't think the McKill, I mean, I'm not the one with the sources here, 
But the, the fact that like this Mikhail Bridges friend thing, like the idea that he's like a tier ahead of like I think Bam is on the same level in front of in terms of like friendship and wanting to play with somebody as Mikhail Bridges. You heard him on these interviews. He wasn't screaming uh, Brooklyn Nets when they asked him about possibilities of playing with guys. What's the first name he threw out there? Bam Adebayo. Like this idea that it's like Mikhail Bridges is like his ideal teammate. I don't know where that like blossom to new levels but, but bam's Bam gonna get one brady i hear everything like we 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 framed bam as the next Dwayne in terms of recruiting right uh, well he wore the beal jersey backwards right he played in the pro-am with mitchell the they still has with, with they still there still there still has not been a guy who said just miami other than jimmy butler and that was a Dwayne wade connection that's all like well, yes Lowry? i do also a jimmy butler connection <laughs> right like it's a valid and, point for now. Uh, oh, all right. I mean, at, at some point, like we frame Bam, and obviously everybody loves Bam around the league. He's like a well, top ten popular guy in the league, and all the rest is represents the organization incredibly well. Has all of these friendships. Still waiting on the first here, though. He's. I, I agree with Asa. Got to get one, right? You got to get one. Like Dwayne got a bunch. He's got to get one. Well, here because Bridges and him are tied. They're still tied because they both have zero. So. <laughs> All right, so let let me ask you this, and then again, we have to close this at some point tonight because people got things to do. Okay, but we appreciate our sponsors, All Pro Construction Builders, MortgageByRosh.com, OceansFinance.com. Use the code five at Prize Picks F I V E, and we got Bobby Marks on tomorrow at one o'clock. So we'll take care of all your CBA questions on this. <laughs> this one goes over Boulder Coast. Everyone loves Bam, but they're really putting him in the friend zone. Wow, <laughs> it, it does. It does. It does oh, kind of seem this Bowl. way. Uh, maybe, and then this comes into uh, for Mr. Fresco here. Maybe Jimmy recruiting Jalen Brown will be good. I don't. I don't think Jalen's going anywhere this off season. Um, but uh, Brady, is there any player that you think because you weren't on the podcast with Hyken? Is there any player that you think that Portland could bring in for that number three overall pick that would make the Blazers, uh, you know, legitimate top four contenders in the Western Conference? One of the Toronto guys, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. It's still tough because you have to still have follow-up moves. It's not just about getting one guy. I know the big one is the uh, a deal with the Pelicans because they can kind of get in that range and maybe a Zion going there. Maybe that's – I don't know if it's about being in the top four range. I think it's just about letting Dame think that he has enough talent on the roster to be competitive. And yeah. would Zion push that in that direction? Probably. Would a, would a one of the Toronto pieces? I'm not sure if that does. If Maybe he would think so if they're competitive. I personally don't think they would be competitive enough in, in the West. Uh, so it's it's difficult. It, it's it, it feels to me like ultimately when you get like what the position Portland's in, like if we like zoom out, it makes more sense for them than anything to keep this third pick. We're talking about a, like a generational draft at the top of this draft. They have a chance. If there was a moment to move like like to kind of like mentally move on from Dame, it's now like this is the one time for them that it makes sense. So it's just hard to look past that point, to be honest. Do you think there's any chance that Portland wants to move on from Dame, but doesn't know how to do it publicly? Yes. See, that's the Heat's best hope here. The Heat's best hope is what Brady's talking about there. And I don't have any information to Ethan, this I have effect. a question. Yes. If this was... Let, let's just let's just go into a, a place of trying to believe what it would look like mm. if Dame asked out. Obviously, it's still up in the air because you know it, there's a clock until draft night to see what they do with that pick. Mm. But it, wouldn't this be how he started 
getting that momentum going. Like I said before, because of the fact that he's under contract for four more years, he's made it so public about how he never wants to leave and he's never going to run from the grind and all that stuff. The like, wouldn't this the turning be point that he would do it is little by little with these with these types of leaks and all that? Well, it, it, it is a same face move for him to a certain degree, but I'm, I'm kind of turning it the other way here. It, it, that Portland needs a saving face move too with its fan base because the reality is they kind of wasted Dame Lillard's career. Like they got, they got to one, they got to one conference finals, right? He's the only guy that they've ever drafted who was elite, who stayed healthy. Okay. Bowie, Walton, Roy, Odin, right? All of them collapsed. Like Dame's the one they don't have an excuse for. The rest of them, they have excuses. Clyde is the one, right? But even with Clyde, they didn't win a championship. He had to win his championship in Houston. He got to the finals, right? But he won the title in Houston. So I, I, I feel like in some ways they need to save face with their own fan base here. And that is where what Brady's talking about could be the Heat's opening. And maybe they think that's their opening, which is that the Blazers are open to trading him, but they kind of need a reason. And if you get a guy, let's, let's say Scoot falls to three, right? And you've got your playmaker of the future there in place. Well, there's your reset, as you're talking about, okay? And then you have Anthony Simons, or you trade him for something else, and you have Shaden Sharp, who was promising as a rookie and is really, really young. And then you kind of go that direction, and you're sort of further along maybe than potentially than a Utah or an OKC or some of these teams that are resetting there. A couple of the other names that came up, and I just think this would be absolutely hysterical if this happens. What if this all ends up with Zion in Miami? Uh-uh. Uh, can he get in shape before October? <laughs> I mean, it's so like they're only thinking about moving him for the number three pick to maybe draft Scoot. Like, it's just I don't see it. I don't. Why would they want to trade him here for what? I I don't know. I'm just I'm just throwing it out. There's there. so because much we, weird news out there right now. It's gonna be Cause, well, because 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 look, we didn't think Lamar Odom was coming to Miami in 2003, right? Because they went after Elton Brand, but there was a plan. He's a free there. agent. I understand that. No, but I'm just saying sometimes there's a move that you're not seeing that they're kind of looking at. And I'm just throwing it out there because we also heard the name Draymond in a few places recently. Uh, Both Greg and I did in making the circles. And I don't really understand that one because to me, I would have drafted him in 2012 when they should have. Okay. But here you are. Okay. Towards the end of his career. And I don't know how a bam Draymond front court is going to work from a spacing perspective, although nobody will ever score against them. Just comes inside. failing the first BMI heat culture test. Yeah, that's not going to be like when Jimmy signed and one of the first things that happened was he got on the scale next to Pat and he was so nervous about it, okay? And uh, ultimately, I don't think Kyle ever got on that same scale, but but, J- but Jimmy did. Um, Myron says uh, Levine and Miles Turner. Those are other names to look at. I mean, Levine's Levine. someone they've looked at certainly before. We don't know what Chicago's going to do, and Chicago's kind of stuck in a weird place right now, kind of towards the bottom, middle of the East. But I just – you got to look at the move behind the move sometimes, and maybe I'm – too trapped in history and this is where i'm too old where i'm expecting the heat to have plans beyond plans beyond plans because they always did before but i do go back to and and it doesn't seem lately like any of them were are working um but you go back to 2003 they went after elton brand that was the traditional guy that pat would go after back to the basket post-up player 20 and 10 guy and all the rest of it they went after elton brand knowing that if sterling matched who donald sterling was the owner at that point that if he matched, he was unlikely to match because he never spent any money. But if he matched, the offer sheet was ready for Lamar Odom, and Elton Brand got back to his phone on the beach, was pissed off that it was a match. They they mat- they sent the offer sheet to Odom. Odom comes in, and then Odom became Shaq, okay, a year later. 
I'm not, Kaz, I'm not going to comment on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I thought you were about to go there. As long as they don't, they don't trade for Mariah Bills. Look, I'm just going to, you know, we probably should have this right now. I'm just going to say, okay, that I have faith in this front office from 27 years of following them since Pat came down. But I'm also not blind at this point. And I don't, I'm not going to just sign off on saying they're getting Dame Lillard no. just because they didn't get Bradley Beal. And so they must know they have Dame. No. I, but they better know they got something. <laughs> they better know they have something. Teru says eventually Elton Brand helped us get Jimmy. See, he did actually. They were in the final. They were in the finals a week ago, folks. Don't forget it. They were not so bad. Yeah, you know what? This is all. This all sounds good until we're debating whether they should match a fifteen million dollar a year offer to Max Struess and Gabe Vincent, and then we're we're heading a totally different direction. All right, all right. We appreciate everybody following us, and I appreciate everybody not torching us again. We are the reporters. We report on what we hear. We're going to try to keep it as real with you as we possibly can. I will just be very honest about this. I thought they were getting Bradley Beal. I did. All, 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 all the momentum. All, like Denzel Washington says, I'm going to leave here with something. Uh, some of the comments tonight are great. It's not going to translate at all to the podcast feed. We apologize. But we'll do a regular podcast with Bobby Marks tomorrow. But I thought they were getting Bradley Beal. All the momentum was the same as the Jimmy Butler momentum. And then the Phoenix thing popped up. And even when that popped up, to me, that felt like leverage. Obviously, it was not. Credit to James Jones. Credit to Shams, who had the Phoenix part first. Um, we'll get an autopsy on it. We'll find out exactly what happened. Sometimes it takes a day, a week. Sometimes it takes a year. But ultimately, you find out what the what the uh, the haggling points were. But I, I'm gonna I'll stick to this. They cannot bring the same team back. They cannot. They can, I'm not going to endorse that. I don't care how they try to sell me on that. I'm not going to endorse that. The vibes will be. What's the opposite of saying the vibes will be immaculate? Isn't that what people say? There'll there will be, be no vibes. <laughs> there will be no vibes. They'll be in hell? I Well, it I is. think trading camp's here, not the Bahamas this time, so it'll even be worse because I can't uh, can't drown the sorrows of the blackjack table, but it will not be a good scene if is, they bring uh, the same team back. Is Oladipo their offseason acquisition? Oh, boy, we're ending there. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> even Tyler. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.